think of this as a little bit of a ritual. And what you want to do is you want to take inventory of two things. First thing, first thing is you're going to take inventory of every single limiting belief you have around money. So things like money is the root of all evil. I'm not good enough to make a lot of money. Um, I will only make a lot of money if I marry well. Um, I only people with advanced degrees make good money. Like whatever it is, I guarantee you've you've actually got quite a few of these. And so be exhaustive. Write down all the ones that come to mind. And some of these are ones that like maybe they're not that prevalent for you. But if it comes up while you're doing this work, write it down. Because it means it is at least somewhere deep in the recesses of your brain and it is impacting how you think about money. You are listening to the High Growth Founders Podcast, where we give you unfiltered truth and ideas about accelerating the growth of your startup and becoming the founder you were born to be. No fluff, no games, just straight to business. I'm your host, Casey Jones. Through my career as a coach, consultant, advisor, and mentor, I've worked with hundreds of founders on their go-to-market strategy, building an authentic personal brand, and growing as a leader. You are here for one thing, growth. And this show is dedicated to helping founders accelerate growth, period. We will dive into not only the best strategies that are working today, but discuss the biggest mistakes and failures that industry leaders have made in the past so you don't have to. So kick back, relax, and let's get into the show. You are thinking about money and pricing all wrong. Okay, I can't guarantee that, but I'm I'm willing to bet, especially if uh, you are still early in your startup, still early in your business, and especially if you sell to the enterprise. I've learned this time and time again when I work with my clients, with startup founders, also folks on the service side deal with this as well. You are coming from your own perspective dealing with money. And way too often, you've got shit from your past, things that you've struggled with, things that you um, haven't fully dealt with that is cropping up in how you think about your value, how you think about your pricing strategy, and how do you negotiate with prospects and customers. And your unwillingness to deal with this stuff from your past is costing you money. You are leaving money on the table. So in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about um, a story. I'm going to tell you a story about why I knew I had to create this this episode. But we're also going to talk about some really simple strategies to help you shift your mindset. And I want to be clear, this is not going to be a pricing, a SaaS pricing tutorial or breakdown. This is much more about mindset and the shit that you are struggling with in your own mind, not about how you design your pricing page on your website. Okay, I'm sure we can get into that another time. But this is where these challenges really start. And if you don't nip this one in the bud, you are going to suffer for it down the line. So without further ado, let's talk pricing. I guarantee you're thinking about your pricing all wrong, especially if you sell to the enterprise, but still feel like a struggling or burgeoning entrepreneur. 
Okay, you can't help but think about what you would pay for your own services. And in doing that, you avoid identifying the true value that you provide to your customers because you are not your ideal customer. Okay, and especially if you're selling to the enterprise where they've got big budgets and you are a small business, right? You are a you are a small startup. And so you're always going to be thinking about things in your own terms. This is true whether you are a software company, whether you are a consultant, no matter what. And this is a big mindset thing. So I want to give you an example. And this is a client of mine. She is an an incredibly powerful workshop facilitator and trainer for corporate teams. She also has a book coming out next year. But I had a call with her this afternoon that really made me think. And I realized that this has come up with multiple of my clients, whether they are SaaS founders or consultants. And she told me about a conversation she had with a prospect when pricing came up. This prospect proposed having her lead a 60-minute lunch and learn with their team before doing a series of workshops with the leadership team. And like I taught her, she asked what their typical budget is for a lunch and learn session. The prospect came back and they said they typically pay 2K. And while I was talking to my client, she told me she wouldn't feel comfortable charging them that much, at least not until she had more experience doing this or that her book had been published. And I want to be clear, she is already very experienced and very good at what she does. Okay. And I immediately stopped her there. And what I said is that is your limiting belief standing in the way of your revenue. Okay. You don't need to do anything else to be worthy of the value that your prospects or customers already see in the way you make their lives better. Let me repeat that. You don't need to check off any boxes. You don't need to do anything else to be worthy of the value that your customers already see in how you solve their problems, in how you improve their lives. Okay. Instead, it's time to do a better job of connecting to your own sense of self-worth. That's first and foremost. And then also better conducting discovery or doing research with your customers or your target customers so that you can be much more in touch with the pain that they are facing and the value, monetary, temporal, emotional, that you provide for them. Okay, this is a really common one. And you're going to hear me say this a million times on this show. This is a classic example of why I believe that entrepreneurship is is an accelerator of personal growth and personal development. Because when you come up against limiting beliefs like this in your business, you have a vested interest in taking care of that shit, okay? Whether that means going to go see a therapist, talking about some of these issues, doing some deeper personal work, you're going to start to recognize that if you don't take care of this, if you don't figure this out, it is going to have a lasting negative impact on your business and your ability to grow your business in the way that you know you can, the way that you are absolutely seeking to. Okay. So first and foremost, I'm going to walk through a couple of different steps that you can take to start to think about pricing a little bit of a different way. And I want to be clear, I'm not going to go through kind of the nitty gritty of a SaaS pricing strategy, right? We may do that on another episode. This is much more about your mindset and your approach to thinking about pricing and revenue. Because if you don't deal with this stuff, if you don't 
create a much closer, deeper relationship with the value that you provide to your customers, you are going to consistently find ways to limit your growth, limit your revenue generation, limit your potential. Okay. So first and foremost, you got to get in touch with your limiting beliefs around money. There's an exercise that I have done myself and it was genuinely, truly transformative for me when I did this. And I recommend to all of my clients, especially those that, that struggle with money issues. And, and before I actually go into this, I want to be really clear. Not everybody has money issues, but a lot of us do. So I grew up in a family where we were always told to never talk about money, that it was rude and that it was tacky. But I also grew up in a very privileged environment. And so money was always around, but it was not discussed. It wasn't talked about. And money was absolutely used in a way to influence us. Money came with strings attached, all these other things. I was not taught to have a a terribly healthy relationship with money. And this has caused a ton of issues for me earlier in my career and especially earlier in my business. And the more that I talk to um, founders of all kinds, the more I realize this comes up often. So I really recommend getting in touch with your limiting beliefs around money, uh, recognizing kind of where this is tripping you up, where this is coming into play. And so the the exercise that I did that was super helpful, um, I call inventory and flip. And so the first step in this, and I, I want to be clear, this can be an emotional experience. So don't do this in the middle of a workday. Give yourself some time. Give yourself some space. Think of this as a little bit of a ritual. And what you want to do is you want to take inventory of two things. First thing, first thing is you're going to take inventory of every single limiting belief you have around money. So things like money is the root of all evil. I'm not good enough to make a lot of money. Um, I will only make a lot of money if I marry well. Um, I only people with advanced degrees make good money. Like whatever it is, I guarantee you've you've actually got quite a few of these. And so be exhaustive. Write down all the ones that come to mind. And some of these are ones that like mm, maybe they're not that prevalent for you, but if it comes up while you're doing this work, write it down. Because it means it is at least somewhere deep in the recesses of your brain and it is impacting how you think about money. Okay. The second thing you're going to take inventory of, and this is where it gets kind of intense, I'll be honest with you, is you want to take inventory of every time you have handed your power over to someone else because of money. And so for me, I realized I would... um not have hard conversations with people when money was involved, because I was taught that talking about money was just, was rude, was inappropriate. Um, And so I really struggled to communicate in my previous marriage, um, in my previous business partnership. I didn't talk about things that were upsetting to me or bothered me or were issues for me because I thought it was rude. And I kind of thought, I'll just let it go and it'll be fine. It'll work itself out. And in Every situation that I was able to identify, it wound up totally biting me in the ass and wound up really screwing me over later on. And it also, it led to me struggling to kind of own my power and own my strength in other aspects of my life. It would start there, but it would sort of set a precedent in some of these relationships and in how I showed up in the world. And it was an ongoing issue. 
So you want to take inventory of those two things. And just to repeat, it is all of your limiting beliefs around money. And every time you have handed your power over to someone else when it came to money, and then you want to flip it. You want to flip the script with both of those. If you're listening to this show, I know you care about growth, growth of the revenue and even better, the profits of your business, growth of the freedom and autonomy in your life and growth of yourself as a founder. And you are exactly who I created the high growth founders newsletter for. When you subscribe every week, you get an email with simple, actionable advice to help you be the high growth founder you were meant to be. No BS, no fluff. Just the strategies, tactics, and resources I've learned that help you grow your business and yourself as a founder. So go to newsletter.highgrowthfounders.com and subscribe today. So the first one, the limiting beliefs, you want to go through and you want to rewrite every single one of those statements into a positive statement, a positive affirmation. And so, you know, I will never make a lot of money unless I lose 20 pounds or become skinny or become better looking or whatever. Um, That could turn into, I am worthy of millions just as I am. Right. And so you want to come up with these like a very empowering, simple statements that are very positive and kind of flip the script on these limiting beliefs. And you want to do it for each one of these statements. Okay. And then how you're going to flip the script on all of these situations where you handed your power over to someone else is I want you to imagine going through these situations now and what you would do differently. How would you handle that conversation? What would you say? And the idea isn't to make yourself feel bad about it. It's not a a process of judgment. It is a process of recognizing that you got this. You can totally do this. And the next time this comes around, you're not going to let that happen. You are going to handle the situation in a completely different way and in an empowered way. Okay. Do this, do those two before you do anything else. Because if this is coming up in the, in the business in any way, I guarantee it's coming up in other aspects of your life and starting to be aware of, of these limiting beliefs will help you with how you navigate them, how you deal with them. And, and truly, if you aren't aware of these things, it will show up in your conversations with partners, with, with customers, um, with employees. And it can lead to really unhealthy forms of communication, and it could lead to very unhealthy results in your business. Okay, so second, what's another thing that you can do to kind of shift how you think about your your pricing in your business? It's do your freaking research. Okay, so do customer research. If you're a founder, if you um, lead a product team, do ample customer research to better understand what is the value of the problems that you are solving for your customers? What are they paying for other technology? How many hours are they spending on this problem? Um, you know, think of all of the different ways that you can start to quantify and value. Uh, the problem that you solve for customers. So this might also be if you are a founder who conducts your own sales still, 
um, either as a consultant or as a SaaS founder. You want to do something that is known as a pain primer. I learned this from my good friend, Walker McKay. He's freaking amazing. And it's basically, it's a little form that you send out to prospects before you talk to them. You list out 12 to 15 statements of uh, about the pain that they might be facing. And you ask them to kind of check the boxes of what is relevant to them before the call. It's an amazing strategy for priming them for the right conversation when you have these calls. And it is also an amazing way for doing this research and better understanding where people are struggling, right? The whole point here is to get better in touch with the value that the monetization, right? The monetary and temporal and emotional value that you provide to your customers, okay? It's about getting out of your own mindset and into theirs. Another thing here is start testing the market. Okay, know that different audiences are going to have different expectations, but also realize that you might be totally lowballing yourself in in the market when it comes to pricing. And there's a million ways that you can start to run some tests on um, testing, increasing your prices. And what's really interesting, I had a a call not that long ago with a um, founder that I mentor who she's got a a SaaS business that sells to um, kind of families. And she was talking to me and she was like, I think I need to change my pricing. And I was like, okay, tell me why. And she's like, well, I get these people that are super interested. They're really excited about the product. And then when they go and then they say that they're going to go sign up and then they don't. And I said, what makes you think it's pricing? And she's like, well, that's the only thing that it can be. They said that they were super interested. They liked the product. They liked the offer. Um, but then as soon as I send them to actually, you know, fill out the form and schedule things, um, they drop off. And it didn't take me very long to, to help her figure out that it had nothing to do with the pricing. It was that the user experience of signing up was really difficult. And so people would get stuck. Um, people would get frustrated and they would just give up. And so it was really fascinating to learn pretty quickly that it had nothing to do with the pricing and it had everything to do with customer experience. Okay. And so lots of times you're going to think that pricing is the issue and it has literally nothing to do with pricing. Okay. So another thing to really think about and to really try is to get much clearer in how you communicate both with your customers, but also with yourself. With what is that value, right? Like, what is the downside of a customer not working with you? What is at stake for them? What happens if they do not fix this problem that they, that you help them fix? Or if they continue working with the, the way they're fixing the problem today? What happens? What's at stake? Okay. So again, this is, this is about a mindset shift for you, but it can also really help with customers. When we are, more connected to the cost of inaction, we are a lot more likely to take action. And so the more you can couch your language around value, right? Around um, easily demonstrable value, the more you are going to start to see the value of what you do, but also the more your customers will as well. 
And there's one more thing that I want to kind of mention. And I think this is a little bit of a difficult way of thinking about this or or way of talking about it. But I think a really key part also is to start adopting a more direct way of discussing money and even thinking about it. Okay. Oftentimes, we struggle to have an open and honest communication with people around money. Right. And I, I, I gave you my example of I was just raised to believe that it was really rude to talk about money. And so I really struggled to do it even when things really mattered. And so I also struggled to advocate for myself when it came to money. And so what I encourage is starting to test how you can be much more direct about how you discuss money. And when I was having this call with this client of mine, you know, one of the things we talked about is I realized that something that was very helpful for me, and I originally identified this as um, adopting a more masculine style of talking about money, because I do think, you know, women are sort of trained to be people pleasers in a lot of ways. And as I have learned in couples counseling, that comes across as nagging. Okay. It doesn't, you could tell when somebody is like kind of couching their words, when they're not being direct, you can tell what they want or that they want something more that they're not really expressing. But there's something we resent when we feel like someone expects it of of us, but is not just being straight and to the point and talking about it. And what I've learned is that when I'm talking to prospects or to clients, if I'm just very upfront with the questions I need them to answer before I can give them the right price or the questions I am happy to answer to them about answer for them about why pricing is the way that it is. If you can just remove emotion from the conversation and have a much more upfront, direct, almost detached style of communication around these issues, everybody deals a little bit better. It becomes much easier to make some progress in the conversation. And it becomes much easier to advocate for yourself, right? Because we, you can then say, hey, I'm asking for this because of these three reasons. And people absolutely get it. And we, But we worry about asking for it, right? We worry about sticking up for ourselves. We worry that we are going to make someone uncomfortable or appear to be too much or whatever the case may be. And I want to be clear, I see this in both directions. And one of the conversations we wound up having, this client of mine and I, is we were talking about how one of the things that's difficult on the consulting side, when you are dealing with a early stage business, an early stage startup, or um, a less experienced entrepreneur or an entrepreneur that doesn't have a, a big budget... If you go in at too high a rate, they'll just ghost you. They won't come back and say, hey, that's too much. Is there anything you can do? They'll just stop talking to you. Whereas my experience in dealing with better funded companies or enterprise companies, if you come in too much, they'll say, hey, you know what? That's a little bit more than our budget. This is what we're really working with. Is there anything you can do? And they will just be more upfront. They'll just be more direct. And if we could all have that attitude of just being more direct about how we think about money, um, how we talk about it, how we communicate around it, and how we advocate for our own position or our own needs around it, everything would just be easier. Yes, it's a hard conversation. Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's ultimately going to be worth it because we make progress in that way. 
we cannot expect people to give us what we want if we don't ask for it. So I hope this conversation was at least a little bit helpful for you. I've realized that these money issues come up all the time for us as founders. It is incredibly hard. Like we cannot, this is the challenge with entrepreneurship is the personal and the professional just, it blends so closely together. And so if you've got hangups about money in your personal life, you're going to have them in your business life. Unless you start doing the work and trying to process these challenges and put together a new approach, a new style of dealing with these issues. So get in touch with your limiting beliefs around money. Do some research to get in more touch with the value that you provide to your clients. Start testing things around pricing because you will realize that there's a lot more flexibility around this than you think. Make sure you focus on on the cost of inaction, what that means for your customers, what that means for you. And lastly, start adopting a more direct way of discussing money and thinking about it. I hope this helps. Talk soon. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on the High Growth Founders Podcast. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show of whatever podcast platform you're tuning in from. Much like this show, I love getting into the good, the bad, and everything in between. So please feel free to express yourself in the reviews of the show. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we are all here to learn from one another. So please, if this episode made you think of a founder who is leveling up in their business, take a screenshot and share it with them. And if you're looking for some help identifying where you have the most opportunity to grow your startup or yourself, take my growth audit at a betterjones.com slash growth audit. You'll answer some questions about your business and yourself as a leader that will shed some light on where you can improve. Plus, you'll have the chance to book some time with me to talk through your results. Okay, that's what I've got. In love and growth, I am out of here. See you next time.